You're listening to The Birdbath, presented by The Fountain Report. I'm your host, Ryan Leach. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Welcome back to The Birdbath. Each week, we scrape the surface of the news you need to know, so let's get into it. This week, Dr. Lauren Darwin of the Veterinary Emergency Group took to TikTok to spread some awareness about an outbreak of a canine infectious respiratory disease. The disease has been spreading across much of the country and has already been reported in 12 states. And it's a bit concerning for quite a few people that aren't sure exactly what to do and and what's happening. There hasn't been a determinant of what exactly is causing quite a few dogs across the country to report pneumonia-like symptoms, but what we have found is that there's an underlying trend of growth of this outbreak happening across the nation. Uh, The Oregon Veterinary Medical Association suggested caution rather than worry, but they still did encourage people to make sure that their pets were not brought to areas that had an increased number of other dogs. So, The reason I think this is super important as we go into this holiday season is if you have the opportunity to keep your dogs at home with you, as opposed to sending them to boarding or grooming or other facilities, you do decrease the chance of them catching whatever this illness is. Symptoms to look for for anyone that might be concerned about their dog right now is coughing that doesn't get better on its own after a week or so, sneezing, nasal or eye discharge, lethargy, Trouble breathing, especially from the stomach, and blue or purple gums, which is due to not getting enough oxygen. You know, we'd love to make sure that everyone's animals are safe. And if you're having any issues with your dog, make sure to bring them into the vet. We all know that it's a difficult time to get those appointments, so perhaps a telemedicine appointment is the right thing for you. All you have to do is have that VCPR in place. So check it out. Make sure that you're taking care of your animals. And thank you to Dr. Darwin for spreading the word. The University of Arizona College of Veterinary Medicine's pursuit of full U.S. accreditation could be at risk in part because too many members of its first class have not passed a crucial test of their competency in entry-level clinical practice, the North American Veterinary Licensing Examination. The college recently disclosed on its website that only 72% of its inaugural class has passed the NAVLE before graduating in August. The school, which opened in 2020, needs a pass rate of 80% or better to receive the full accreditation from the AVMA Council on Education. Vid News reported this story, and everyone here at the Birdbath kind of finds it interesting. Uh, Nationally, NAVLE pass rates have been in the decline for three years running, dropping from 95% in 2019-2020 to 86% in 22-23. Cumulative and lingering effects of the COVID-19 pandemic are considered at least one of the major factors driving this trend. The lasting effects of COVID school disruptions are being seen at all levels of education. It's also important to note as we look at this, the University of Arizona College of Veterinary Medicine does offer and condense down the graduation requirements of their veterinary school from four years down to three years. I'm not saying that's the cause of the issue here, but I'm wondering if there's a causation or a correlation that's causing this reduction in overall places. They are not only not at the 80% pass rate, but they are significantly below the already reduced national average at 86%. If the college does step up and can get back to that 8%, we'll make sure that everyone knows here, but it's definitely uh, an interesting story to be able to stay on top of. 
Another university that's making some moves is the North Carolina State College of Veterinary Medicine. They're using a $70 million state budget allocation to expand their large animal hospital. The monies are going to be used to expand the facilities as well as a new equine veterinary center. Dr. Anthony Blixlager, the Associate Dean for Veterinary Medical Services, said $70 million is unprecedented in the history of North Carolina State. When discussing the new equine center, he said the building opened in the early 80s and is becoming essentially outdated. It has a lot of modern equipment in it, and it's also outgrown the horse population and the farm animal population, so we need more stalls. To accommodate the need, he said different wings like surgery wings, intensive care wings will all be part of the expansion, as well as a lameness arena across the street. It's pretty encouraging to see that there's such a large investment in large animal facilities. It's something that we tend to see a lot of the industry focused on companion animal. And so anyone interested in growth into the large animal space should definitely check out what North Carolina State College is going on. Is the secret to growing pet insurance hidden within HR benefits? Well, in 2022, 36% of large employers provided pet insurance options to their staff, up by 22% from five years ago, according to the consulting firm Mercer. Now, Nationwide Pets is reporting that 70% of their business actually comes from pet insurance plan purchased through employers, and people with plans typically submit two to three claims per year. Pet insurance has continued to struggle across North America as it's been hit with countless regulatory bounds. You've got issues surrounding who can discuss it, the requirement to be licensed to be able to sell the policies, and in many situations to recommend or even discuss them as a veterinarian or a care team member with your pet parents. I'll be very excited to see if perhaps HR benefits, as it's bundled in with traditional human health care and health insurance, is going to be a way to be able to increase the access or increase the utilization of pet insurance. If it's something that's simply a box that people are checking in their HR employee benefits package during an open enrollment period, we could really see an uptick and an increase in the amount of people that are utilizing it. I, for one, know that if it was something as simple as not having to shop for or worry about, I would probably be more likely to be able to take advantage of pet insurance. A company that doesn't have good news to report is Chewy. TechCrunch reported and Chewy confirmed that it has laid off more than 200 employees, including people at its Plantation Florida headquarters and other sites. Sources said the affected roles spanned HR, recruiting, data, business intelligence, and even some directors and higher managers, including a vice president. When discussing this, the business said that they aimed to be more agile and discussed inflation and a reduction in spend as one of the causes of this. Chewy CEO Sumit Singh said, Coming out of the summer months, we are sensing a shift in consumer mindset toward being more discernible and at the same time with a higher willingness to consolidate their share of wallets to their trusted retailer of choice, which is a positive. Singh said on a call with investors that this behavior is driven by a more fluid macro environment, including high levels of inflation, which have been passed through the industry over the past 18 months. Our dialogue with suppliers confirms that these trends are permeating throughout the pet industry. I'm Curious to see exactly who and which suppliers he's looking at. Obviously, inflation is taking a toll on the overall pocket and wallet spend that people have available. 
But we definitely have not seen, if you look at the figures throughout the industry, we have not seen a reduction in the spend per pet. We've seen a reduction in the number of visits that are happening, but we've actually seen an increase in the amount of visits on veterinary care, as well as a drive and an increase in the share price and overall revenue of online retailers such as Chewy. So is inflation causing the issues here? I'm not exactly sure. I do think that it's something that we all need to be aware of because in many people's mind, Chewy is the death star or the great white whale that a lot of people are searching and trying to mimic and model after when it comes to growth in the pet goods space. So we'll have to see if Chewy continues to have these issues or if it's something that they just refocused and remodeled their business. An article that I'd like to highlight this week is a bit of a response and perhaps a dissection of a recent AVMA survey. According to a recent AVMA survey, pet owners value in-clinic veterinary care. But the experts that wrote for the Fountain Report here are, are perhaps disputing some of these outcomes and thinking that maybe in the rush to oppose efforts to allow a virtual veterinary client-patient relationship, the AVMA survey may lack an adequate foundation. The three experts, Mark Cushing, who's the CEO of the Animal Policy Group and founder, Lauren Breen, who's APG's Policy and Research Director, as well as Grayson Bench, Executive Director of the Veterinary Virtual Care Association, all dove in and looked really in-depth at what this survey had to say. When evaluating the survey results, they said it's important to consider three things. Who was being surveyed and how they were selected, what specific questions were asked, and what important questions were omitted from the survey. They argue that the AVMA survey doesn't sufficiently address these considerations. Quick quote from the, from the group said, it's not surprising that pet owners able to enjoy appointments prefer in-person care more than any form of virtual care they've ever tried or needed to try. But were they asked if they'd like to try care from a licensed veterinary virtually for matters that don't require a trip to the clinic? Were the comfortable pet owners who enjoyed easy access for in-person visits asked if they opposed providing a telemedicine option for those pet owners who couldn't get an appointment but needed guidance from a licensed veterinarian about something going on with their pet? These and some other really insightful questions were asked by the group as they wrote about this. As always, we're here to bring you the news and allow you to understand and decide on what matters. So check out the Fountain Report this week to find out what these policy experts really think about where the AVMA survey goes, as well as check out what the AVMA survey results were and make a decision for yourself. To wrap us up this week, my family told me to stop telling Thanksgiving jokes, but I said I couldn't quit cold turkey. For more on these stories and others, join us by subscribing to The Fountain Report. There's a link in the bio, and don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing and rating the show. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the U.S., and for The Birdbath, I'm Ryan Leach. See you next week. 